0: Join Scott Hands Wednesday, August 7th from noon to 3 at SoundSleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. Time now to talk a little Utah football with former Utah quarterback Frank Dolce, and he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. Great to catch up with you.
0: Frank... You didn't really sell yeah. that. You didn't great to catch up with you. I mean, that didn't.
1: Come uh, it didn't come out the right way. Okay. It was much more heartfelt than <laughs> it sounded.
2: I took it the way you meant it. No problem.
1: Thanks. Well, yeah. PK, you know, you and I have a special connection. Yeah. So, I think we understand each other on a different level.
2: This guy over here is an outsider,
0: Frank. You and I aren't.
1: He's an outsider. Yeah. Always trying to get in.
0: Hey, right. yeah. I grew up in the South Bay. Different bay though.
1: Santa Barbara is not the South Bay.
0: That's where I went to Which college. South Bay? south Bay in San Diego. Chula Vista, Bonita. That's the South Bay. Oh, the super, super South. Yeah, way South. south. Bay. Way, way South. All right, Frank. Yeah. So yeah. PK and I are not allowed to watch practice, and the coach will actually tease us, take shots about it at the start, because we are the media. But you, Frank, yeah. you are an ex-player. Do you have special practice viewing privileges? Have you seen Ergo, know more than us.
1: So i I have been in communication with the coaches about this very issue, and they are they are being very strict about the practice viewing opportunities, and um, and you do have to have special clearance. But as an ex player, that I do get to, I get. I get to go and see a little bit more than what the media sees although it's a funny mix because i'm also considered media so there is this there's a little there's a little anxiety about whether or not i attend a practice session if i'm an ex-player or if i'm a media person if that makes sense
2: no i think they should trust you either way whoever they want to classify you i'm sure you'll do what's right and you won't be giving away secrets, and I also think it's overblown anyway. Because once you get out on the ball field, whatever happened on August fifth or sixth isn't going to have much reflection upon the game. But nevertheless, this may me some general questions here. You know, you were calling the games when Ludwig was there, and now Ludwig is back, and we've got the players, which were they started in spring uh, spring ball when we saw them, and Covey's talking about it here this year. You know, it's going to be run heavy, so what in your mind is going to be an accurate reflection of what we should expect out of Utah's offense this season?
1: Well, I think the run, I think the run heavy is accurate. And um, based on what I've, what I've seen and, and who people I've talked to. So I would guess that, I, I mean, someone was throwing around the number 65% yeah. run and you know, that's, that that may be super run heavy, but but I think it's certainly going to be a, an offense that's based in the run. And if Coach Ludwig has had an opportunity to look over Tyler Huntley's tapes, then I'm sure he noticed a four-ish game stretch last year when Huntley wasn't really asked to throw the ball downfield. He was much more into high percentage passes near the line of scrimmage, and then utilizing his legs to keep, a, to keep a defense off balance. And that's when he was absolutely most effective, when they could rely on, on Zach Moss and rely on the run game and then use the quarterback position to to keep the defense off balance. And, and he was completing nearly 70% of his passes in that stretch. So that's what I would expect the offense to be is Zach Moss and – and Zach Moss is going to be your superstar, and Tyler Huntley is going to be. I, I almost want to say game manager, but he's just not a game manager type of quarterback. But, but he's going to be a guy that's, that's going to be called on to be high percentage in the pass game and utilize his legs to keep a defense off balance, but certainly not uh, a foundation of the offense in the quarterback run game.
0: Are they going to look good when they have to make those uh, medium when – the, when the passing game has to make those medium distance throws and catches? Are they going to be able to complete passes in that 10- to 15- to 20-yard range?
1: Yeah, I think that – I think there's a there's talent on this football team to, to do exactly that. And, in fact, I, I think that's where I, – I mean, I, I like a lot of the quick slants and hitches and getting stuff to the – slot receivers quickly and in a little bit of space five or six yards downfield but but with a, a pretty good group of tight ends young tight ends but looks like a pretty good group of tight ends and with the talent that they have available on the on the outside I think there's absolutely the ability to throw the medium range and be successful in the medium range passing game uh, I still have some my, my big question mark about this offense is not I mean, I know there's questions about the wide receivers. Everybody said, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? I don't, I don't really have a question mark about the wide receiver group. Certainly not about the, the quarterback and certainly not about the running backs. My question still lies up front with the offensive line and whether or not those guys are going to be able to, to get the job done. So, is there talent available to complete the passing game 10 to 15 yards downfield? Absolutely. With Tyler Huntley, with Zach Moss helping out in the blocking game, or whoever is in the backfield helping out in the blocking game. And with the talent they have on the outside, yes, they can complete that pass. My question is, do they have enough time to complete that pass downfield? And I I think the jury's still out on that offensive
2: line. Is the jury out in your mind in both aspects of run and pass blocking?
1: Well, it's funny because I – and maybe it's just the way that Utah's played under the Whittingham era, I don't have as big, I don't have as much concern in the run game. I think, I think they'll be able to run the ball effectively. I don't have, I don't know that I have any concern whether or not they'll be able to run the ball effectively. I, I have concern whether or not they'll be able to pass block effectively enough to to do the things that they'll need to do, throwing the ball, the medium range kind of passes. I, and, and maybe we'll see. I mean, maybe Tyler Huntley's matured to the point where he can manage pressure a little bit a little bit differently this year, but that's always seemed to be the problem is you put Tyler Huntley in a position where he has to sit in the pocket a long time. He gets anxious. He starts rolling around and then all of a sudden the, the offense breaks down. He doesn't, he's not as accurate downfield and then he puts himself into supreme danger running, running around scrambling around with football. So I, I don't have concern about run blocking my, my concern about the offensive line is the ability to, To give Tyler Huntley enough time to make the throws downfield.
0: Frank Dolce, former Ute quarterback, joined us here on 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. So when Kyle talks about the O line, and he probably does this on purpose, there just seems to be a gray area. And, you know, he'll talk about, hey, I've got three guys and I I know about them. You know, they can do it. They they were doing it last year. And then, you know, "Eh, we got seven guys. So I'm trying to figure out. If he really believes these next four guys are really good D one offensive linemen, or if he's really just trying to sort out which two are going to start and then which two will rotate in and and be backups, do you think it's more sorting? Or are they still these other guys still having to prove they're the guys?
1: Well, how how does he how does he talk about his defensive line? did he we're, say
0: the same things about his defense? We're line? nine we're nine deep. We're kicking your butt. They're the best ever. There's yeah. no hesitation. I mean that yeah, you know the D-line's so, going to be I good it, or it's going to be great, I but think, that's all that's left.
1: I think that's pretty telling the way he talks about the two different offensive lines. If He felt like he was 7 deep or 8 deep or whatever on the offensive line. I think you'd get that sense that this is a re- this is a battle in camp and and no matter which five guys some you know, rise to the top. We're going to be really good up front on the offensive line. I think he talks differently about his offensive line and his defensive line, and and that's pretty telling.
2: As a player, do you like a tougher game with BYU first or a lesser opponent?
1: No, I I for lots of reasons I like the the game with BYU up front and and the rivalry game up front. I think that makes I makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense and. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a game that shouldn't go away. I want it always on the schedule. And I, I would, you know, I, I've even, I even like the idea of having Utah State on the schedule more regularly. I like the in-state rivalry kind of game. So, yeah, I, I like that game up front for Utah. I don't think it makes any sense to have it late in the season. And, you know, first games are, first games are dangerous and first games are kind of, kind of funny and, and it's, you never know which way the ball is going to bounce, but I think that makes sense for for everybody. Put that game right up front, and and then let let both teams worry about the the rest of the football season. At one point, it made sense to have that that game. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but it seemed to me like at one point it had it made more sense to have that game at the end of the year, and you know when we we're in the same conference and things kind of wrapped up, and lots was riding on that game, and. Um, it was pretty exciting atmosphere, but, but nowadays, I, I don't know. And maybe, and maybe I'm being one sided. It just makes, it makes sense to have that game right up front.
0: Frank Dolce joining us here on 97.5 and 1280, the zone. Uh, it seems like Kyle always finds a kicker. And last time, <laughs> last time he didn't, Picked the right kicker coming out. You know, he picked a guy and the guy missed the first kick. So he, and he said it was close competition. So he let the other guy have the second kick. And now that guy's banging 62 yarders in an NFL camp and the place is going crazy. I was watching that in, in Tampa. I mean, it, it was unbelievable how it all came together and they're rock solid for a couple of years. Is that going to repeat itself or is there finally going to be a year where the Utes are, uh, Ute fans are, are sweating out every field goal attempt?
1: It feels like this. I think punting game will be fine, but but uh, field goal and point after, and uh, I I think that that portion of the of the special teams is is a big question mark right now. So I'm not sure that that Utah's going to have that reliable. You know, hey, we're when when we get within 45 yards, we're we're pretty good. We we, we think we're going to be about Seventy-five or eighty percent making those those field goals, putting up those points. So this feels like the year under under Coach Whittingham that there just is a little bit of uh, uncertainty about the kicking kicking position, which is surprising because special teams in the kicking game has always has for as long as it's been there, they've always been a real bright spot for the youth. So I, I it could be more exciting in the kicking game this year than in years past.
2: What's the difference for Utah as far as being the favored and the hunted versus one of the non-favorites doing the hunting? It's. I think it's always
1: the way that you manage it. It's. It's really easy to be. Well, it. I mean, it's easier to be on the other side of it with a lack of expectation when you're the underdog and you just go in there and you can be loose and play relaxed and and be disruptive and, and all of those things, the expectation isn't, isn't the same on the outside or within the, within the team. So, although everybody says, wait, we're going to go win this game, no matter who the opponent is. So when you're playing from on top, the expectation changes. And, and how do you manage that expectation? Do you play tight? Do you get nervous? Are you anxious? Does that alter the way that you play the game? I think it's just, it's a different, it's a different, different atmosphere when you're on top. And so, you know, one of the amazing things about all of these really successful teams is how they manage themselves playing from on top and how they manage all of the, the anxiety that goes, goes along with that. It's just a different atmosphere when you're the underdog uh, versus being, being, you know, the, the guy that everybody's all of a sudden, you're the, you're the one they circle on the schedule every week. So We'll see. I think that's the. To me, that's just going to be the difference. How will this Utah football team manage uh, being being the favorite every week? And and it looks as you go across their schedule. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a couple games where just based on talent, based on preseason, where they they won't necessarily be the favorite. But it should be the majority of the weeks this year. They'll be they'll be going in as as the guys. that someone's trying to knock off.
0: Frank Dolce joined us here on 975 and 1280 the Zone. Frank, we look forward to talking to you as the uh as the uh, season gets going. Thanks for uh jumping on with us here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's my it's my uh pleasure. I've been listening in a little bit this morning. Looks like you guys are kind of getting into mid-season form around football here. It's just it's already opened up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting time.
1: Very very exciting. So, I have one question for you because you said something about Coach Winningham. Now, is he publicly saying things about the closed practices to the media?
0: Like, okay, I'm at the? Uh, he did the first the media day. About, the first practice, oh, We DJ
2: you. and I walk up to him, so he made a comment, something along the lines, So, what you guys see in practice today? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, You make that, that comment guy. one more time, and I'm going to drop you. And then, of course, he didn't make it again.
1: So, one one last question. What is the official what is the official policy for media surrounding Utah football? Because I just I haven't seen it. I just keep hearing about it. But what is the what's the policy?
2: Well I think it's been in recent years, like the last twenty, thirty minutes in training camp, so those three weeks. Yeah. Once they start game preparation then uh, media availability like on a Monday and Tuesday if the game's Saturday, if it's a Thursday or Friday, then just Monday, but you do not view any portion. So basically they've instituted the season practice, in-season policy during the training camp, and we've been told it's because it's BYU.
1: Oh. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
0: So, what does O mean, Frank? The line of thinking would be
2: next year, if they're not, well, I don't know. Are they playing BYU at the start next year? I don't know. No, think they're in two years. Then it would go back to being open. But since it's BYU and there's a lot of crossover, it's Kyle either following some form of superstition or being extra careful. And then there's also the thought that, you know, they don't want to let. Uh somebody like us see what's up with Britton Covey and how available is he going to be, how healthy is he going to be for game one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I uh, with regard to to Britton Covey, I if he's not hundred percent healthy, I just don't think it makes sense to play him until you start conference games. I mean, it's just it seems like if you're in non non conference games, then you don't need to take a risk with that guy if he's not hundred percent. But um, so yeah interesting interesting things I, I had a little I had a, a, some communication with, with the coach and he he indicated that security was so tight that it was scary. I mean that, that was the comment that he made to me so I don't know what's going on in, under there but it sure it sure lends itself to a lot of uh, intrigue about the program right now
0: you know there's speculation we've both heard about uh, you know if if Liz Abel was still there would this have happened she would have pushed back and what would Kyle have done? So, I don't know. The times they are a- changing Frank.
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't it the truth? Isn't it? Do you remember the good old days when you could just walk up there and walk out on the practice field? My habit is I, I had a guy, one of the fans, who offered me a bag of potato chips during a practice. Day. <laughs> 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 so, all right, guys. Well, I can't wait to get football season rolling and catching up with you each week.
0: All right. Thank you, Frank. We'll look forward to it.
1: Hey, thanks. Talk to you soon.